Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will review the Cosmos 1-1 draw against the Jacksonville Armada. This Saturday, the New York Cosmos will host Puerto Rico FC, and Brian from my Puerto Rico FC supporter podcast will join the show to talk about his team and what we should expect from PRFC. Later in the show, we will talk about the U.S. Open Cup, who the Cosmos have to face in the second round, and we will talk about some local amateur sides advancing to the second round of the U.S. Open Cup. I love the U.S. Open Cup, and I'm so excited to have a chat about the cup competition. And we have some NASL expansion news and some international friendlies that the Cosmos will participate in later in the summer. So let's get into the show and talk about the 1-1 draw. And the Cosmos scored first. Off of a Javi Marquez great free kick. Before Javi Marquez stepped up to take that free kick. I was talking about how Juan Arango and how I miss Juan Arango taking free kicks. And I think Javi Marquez is that guy. He's that midfielder that we can depend on that has that leadership skills. And he put the Cosmos on the board first. And I talked about this last week. That the Cosmos need to score first. We need to dictate play. And I think we did that for the first half. But the problem with the Cosmos and with a lot of teams in Europe as well and throughout the world is that they can't keep the pressure on the other team. So I'll give you an example about what I'm talking about. Napoli against Real Madrid in the Champions League. They needed to score a couple of goals. They looked a lot better than Real Madrid in the first half. But they couldn't keep that pressure. They couldn't keep dictating their play for the full 90 minutes, and you saw who was the better team, and that was Real Madrid, of course. I'm not comparing the Cosmos to Real Madrid or Napoli, but what I'm saying is that the Cosmos have to work on dictating the play for the full 90 minutes. The Cosmos got on the board, but they didn't attack in the second half. They put Carlos Menez in, they put Ochang, they put Herrera in, they just sat back, and they gave the Armada all the room for the last 20 to 30 minutes. And that was the problem, was that the Cosmos last season would not sit back, would not park the bus on the road. And I understand Giovanni Savarese's tactics. The team is not 100%, is not working together as a team. We're not seeing the great results. And I don't want to be negative. 
But when you have a lead, when you're leading one nothing on the road, you should not give up the goal in stoppage time. And some people were saying, why was there six minutes? That's not complain about the refs, please. That's not complain about stoppage time and whatnot. That's be mad at our players. And I hope, I hope they're motivated to come back home to MCU Park and put on a great performance for the five points and for everyone that supports the club. Because that's what we need. They need some type of motivation because we have a very packed schedule coming up. And we will talk about that later. The Cosmos made that for themselves. But there's going to be a lot of matches. And we need to get at least a point from the next couple of matches. At home, we should try to win the match. We're playing Puerto Rico FC at the weekend, who were in dead last with only three points. The New York Cosmos, on the other hand, are in fourth place with nine points, tied with the Deltas in third. We are two points off of top of the table. Miami FC is in first place with 11. Jacksonville Armada in second with 10. So we're up there. We can win the spring season, but we need to fight hard. We're not seeing the true team that we love was attacking, that was defending well, that just did everything. They had this balanced playing style. And every single week I bang on about this because I want to see the Cosmos that I've been watching over the past couple of years that I've loved I love to watch that style of play. So, like I said, the Cosmos will host Puerto Rico FC. They're bottom of the table. Puerto Rico FC are not playing too well. They lost 2-1 at the weekend at Puerto Rico against Miami FC. We should not go onto the field at MCU Park and say we're going to defend. We go out there with the 4-1-4-1. And that doesn't work. That doesn't work because you want to be defensive, but you give up the goal. And I'm not going to blame that on Jimmy Maurer. He made incredible saves. The keys to the match for the New York Cosmos is to not be defensive. Go onto the field and attack. Attack a weak Puerto Rico FC side that's not doing so well. Let's capitalize on that. We're playing home. Let's play well in front of our supporters. So if I was Giovanni Severese, I would start Amari up front. Because I personally feel we lack... A strong forward. Walter Restrepo is not a striker. Should never lead the line. He does so much running around. That's great. But he should be doing that on the right wing. Not up front. Not the striker. That should be Amari's job. If I was Giovanni Savarese, I would play a balanced style of play. So I would put out a side that won't give up, let's say, two, three goals. That won't give up the lead. But I would put out a side that's going to attack, that's going to pressure Puerto Rico FC's defense, which is weak at the moment, but a side that's going to get the job done. And that's what I want to see. I would love to see a pairing of the center backs with uh, Carlos Mendez, with David Ochang. The back line could be Ioze and Ryan Richter. That should be our back line. Jimmy Mauer in goal. I would love to see Amari up front. Walter Restrepo on the right wing. On the left wing... That could be Gio's choice. It could be Khalif Halasan. It could be whoever Gio thinks could fit into that role. Um, but I think we need a great attack because that's what we're lacking. We're lacking goals scored. Um, but it's still very early on in the spring season. We've only played six matches. 
Let's go through the results from the weekend, and then we'll talk to Brian from the Puerto Rico FC Supporter Podcast. Like I said, Jacksonville Cosmos 1-1, Puerto Rico, Miami. Miami got the three points, 2-1, and they are top of the table. Indy 11, FC Edmondson, nil nil, And North Carolina FC against the San Francisco Deltas, and the Deltas got the three points, 2-1. So let's talk to Brian from the Puerto Rico FC Supporter Podcast. And when we come back, we'll talk about the upcoming matches this weekend. We have three matches on Saturday. One match on Sunday, of course. That's the Canadian match in Edmonton. And then we'll talk about some NASL expansion news. Cosmos International friendlies. And some U.S. Open Cup action. So let's hear from Brian first. I'm joined with Brian from Puerto Rico. He has his own podcast for Puerto Rico FC supporters. How are you today, Brian? Hi. Hi. Good afternoon, John. Everything fine. Everything good. So let's just talk about Puerto Rico FC. As we all know, they're playing the Cosmos at the weekend. Can you just talk about their form going into the game this Saturday? Well, you, you know, uh, we can we can start talking about the the first game we we already have on the season opener. Uh, we think uh, uh, the Cosmos have a, low, a slow start with that. Uh, I think, especially for Maori, that he's going to be a very uh, big figure in that game. But you know, we. Uh, you guys can uh, can come here and get and get a draw, and and I think uh, our team is not performing very well since that game. That game was the best from from us I see in this season. So you know, uh, right now we are we are struggling on the on the bottom of the table, and we are hopefully try to get over the season with with you guys. Sorry about that, but you know, uh, we are we are hoping our best that we can have a win. There in, in in Brooklyn, you know. Yeah, you're very optimistic about Puerto Rico FC. What's sort of the response on the island? Do people care about the team? Because I feel in the North American Soccer League, you're competing with different markets, but Puerto Rico FC doesn't have that. So, what's sort of like the response to the club? Do people care about the island's team? You know, uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, the the football soccer is it's not the the first. Uh, sports in the island you know we have to compete with the with the nba yeah uh, and baseball we don't of have course a team in the nba but you know um, we have a lot of fans basically with that uh, and the and the and the and the people don't come up on the games because it's not like uh, we are we have the the first sports but the people who follow this the soccer in the island uh, are very aware about the team they are going to the games uh, but you know the 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 people go if they if they think they are performing well if they are performing bad they they're not going they're no see no reason for that so right now we we are having descending the the dependence but this is in order of the performance of the club oh. so I think mm-hmm. we have uh, like a six thousand eight thousand uh, fans that he can can go any day to the to the game but it's going to be because of the performance yeah 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 that's a weird thing i always see that with some clubs is that they don't go support them unless they're mls unless they're doing well unless they're in that major league but it seems like people in puerto rico want to support a winning team so maybe winning the championship would be that thing to say come to the stadium right you know we don't have like 
this huge following of the sport. But yeah. I think we, we we can do better in, in the NASL. I, I think we can we can have a, a, a lot of respond of defense because we 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 have it on on a time ago with the Icelanders. You know, we yeah. have a, mm-hmm. a a team in in the league uh, um, first in the NASL, then go to the USL, and yeah. we have. A good uh, attendance for that games because they're performing well. They play on the on the Concacaf Champions League, yeah. and they get to the semifinals and everything. You know, mm-hmm. um, and we have uh, we have the attendance in that in that case. You know, yeah. And a lot of people always talk about like the crisis. A lot of people don't have a lot of money there. You know what I mean? Is that true yeah, to I a certain extent? Yeah, but the team the team in the first place, uh, I think they they think about that. And they have uh, very accessible prices for the for the games. You know, you can you can get a ticket for ten dollars. I think that that is a a good price for for a professional team to see. You know, I, I don't think that it's going to have like a major yeah a major impact because uh, you know if you if you go to the games you see all the orange shirts uh, and people buying uh, the things on the on the stadium. You know. Um, and they 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 are, they are spending money. They are they're happy to have a professional team on the island. And I I think it's it's not a a matter of the economy. You know the the Puerto yeah. Ricans, mm-hmm. uh, the Boricuas, I would say, uh, are a very happy person. You know, and they 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 like to go out and with their families and uh, have a professional sports venue to go. I think it's a it's a plus for the island. So no matter how the economy is, the people are go, are going to go. So. Yeah, because like, see, in the United States, we only get what's reported. So I don't get to talk to someone in Puerto Rico every single day. So from the outside looking in, all we hear is like, "Oh, the economy's bad. That's why there's not a lot of people there and yeah. and uh, whatnot." Yeah, don't, but... don't, don't get fooled by that because you know <laughs> it, it's it's hard for the for, for the whole country economy. You know, for the whole whole state, we can say because it, it, we have a, a big debt, but that's on the government. You know the, yeah. the the day-to-day people have their jobs, have the have the have the the savings, and you know they, they spend as 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 nothing as as is the same with with everyone. You know just, just uh, we $10. have a less job, but you know we 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 can have fun <laughs> and we can we can spend a, a some kind of money on going out and that. You know it's it's not that hard. Yeah, people in Puerto Rico love to have a party, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's go back to the football, right? Uh, so going into the match yeah. on Saturday, what are you looking forward to? Are you excited? Are you nervous facing the New York Cosmos? Because we're not the team we once were. We're not that powerful. We can't even hold a one nothing lead against the Jacksonville Armada. So what are your thoughts going into this matchup? We are going to face the champions, and, and that's going to be the, our 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 chance to, to, to look good on the field. But uh, I, I as a fan, I think it's it's possible that we can have a win. But uh, we have a lot of a, a lot of people here uh, who are not happy with the with the club performance, you know, yeah, because mm-hmm. about the technical staff or, or something like that. Because we have uh, we have uh, a lot of games that we lost on the last thirty minutes, you know, the last yeah. half hour. Uh, we have a guy here who's called Trooper Stats. You can follow him in, in social media. He has. A great uh, stat records, you know, we, because he's he's a he's a geek on that, and he has the the stat who says that we have lost uh, 12 games in the last half hour. There wow. are six 
66% of the Adrian Winter games with the PRC. You know, so that's a problem that we have. I, I think if, if the team go and attack early and then try to defend that and don't lose in the last half hour, we can we can get uh, three points uh, on Brooklyn. But if the game if the game are at the cosmos possession and they are and they are trying to to do their game, uh, we we have no chance with you guys. In this season, you you guys are not performed like the last year. You know. They're, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, this is a very hard match to 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 predict. Uh, I think it's it's going can can go either way because you know we have a bad streak uh, and we have lost three games in a row and in some in some point that have to to to, to end. You know we have to we yeah. have to win. We have to do something. So what's your score prediction, Brian? Uh, I think it's going to be a draw, maybe one one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't see I don't see anything more than that. So one one draw. Yeah, I don't think it I really don't feel confident in our New York Cosmos. I, I really want to feel confident. And uh, I don't think you want to talk about your loss to Miami FC as well. Like you said, that stat guy, he's a geek with the stats, but um Rico FC has to stop losing those games later on in the match. That hurts. Like especially when the Cosmos gave up that goal this past weekend. You probably saw the highlights. Um Yeah. It's really sad sometimes. You know, you know, for for us, our last game with Miami was uh, we are winning all the game, and in the last ten minutes we have two goals down. So yeah, for us, that was destroyed. You know, the morale was on the on the floor, but but I think I think the guys can 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 watch that out. Yeah. So thanks again, Brian, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Just tell everyone where you can follow on Twitter or your podcast on yeah. Twitter. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, actually, if you want to 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 hear me a, a little bit more fast, uh, you can follow me on Spanish because that's all what we do. Yeah. Andrea Aranja. Um, I'm going to to do it with the Spanish pronunciation because Andrea uh, Aranja. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, RoyalAranja.com, and we have all the stuff from Puerto Rico and we we cover something uh, from the NSL too. Um, and we, we we are trying to do fun bits. So if you saw something from Amaury or, or, or Savarese or something like that, it's just fun. It's just, it's just talking about it. Yeah, okay. Thanks again, Brian, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I hope I hope you guys can keep on winning. Don't win against the Cosmos. Please don't beat us. Um, but I hope the attendance keeps going. People start supporting Puerto Rico FC because that's better for the North American Soccer League. Thanks. Thanks a lot, John. I'm going to I'm going to to New York on the next game. Maybe we can meet up. Thanks to Brian for coming on this week's show. It's great talking to supporters from around the league because as supporters we get fed news that may not be true. But when you talk to a supporter on the ground that understands his country and he was born there and he understands the mentality of the people there, that's the coolest thing. Is because. The commissioner can tell you one thing. But when you talk to a supporter, a true supporter of a club, and you get to understand, because I don't live in Puerto Rico. I don't live in Edmonton, right? So when you get to talk to these people, these supporters, and you get to build a relationship with them, that's the best part. That's what we're trying to do on the First Team Podcast. We love to talk to supporters. We love to have a conversation about the beautiful game. As a supporter, I would love to see the island support Puerto Rico FC win, lose, or draw. But the reality is that they want to see a winning team. They want to see a winning team. And being in last place, that doesn't help for sure. 
but at least they're the only professional soccer team on the island. Let's preview the matches throughout the NASL, and let me give you my score predictions. The Cosmos hosting Puerto Rico FC. This is going to be a very interesting match. The Cosmos have not been home for the past couple of weeks. I'm going to go with a Cosmos 2-0 victory. Miami FC will host Indy 11 this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Cool match as well. Um, And as we all know, you can watch this match on 11 Sports, which is a national TV channel that used to be One World Sports. 11 Sports took it over, and they're showing Miami FC matches. I think this match is going to end in a draw. Miami FC is very powerful at the top of the table. Indy 11 in 6th place with 6 points. I think this is going to end in a 1-1 draw. Moving on from that, North Carolina FC versus the Jacksonville Armada at Wake Med Soccer Park. I think Jacksonville Armada are going to win this match 2-1. And FC Edmonton on Sunday versus the San Francisco Deltas at 4 p.m. Eastern Time at Clark Stadium, of course. Because for some reason, Edmonton plays on a Sunday. And they play late afternoon. It's cool from a neutral point of view because you could watch your NASL club on Saturday, and then you could watch FC Edmonton and the Deltas on a Sunday. But from an FC Edmonton point of view, I don't think that's a positive thing because last season, the Cosmos had Sunday afternoon matches, and they didn't draw well at all. So maybe if they promote their matches and they market them, the Eddies, maybe they can draw a decent amount of people on a Sunday. Like I said, in every single market, it's different. And I don't understand a lot of things that a lot of teams do, but they want to get their community together to support that team. Eddie's, Deltas, I think um, the Deltas are going to win this match uh, 1-0. Um, it should be a very interesting match, a great weekend of NASL action. Let's stick on the topic of the North American Soccer League and talk about expansion to Orange County. So there has been rumors of expansion, like we heard Atlanta, there maybe should have been an announcement, but nothing yet. Hopefully we hear something soon. Uh, we've heard Orange County, which it is made official yesterday. There's other markets as well, like San Diego, there's Chicago. NASL action is coming to Southern California in the spring of 2018. The NASL is proud to announce a new club in Orange County, California, where the league will further expand its West Coast presence. Pete Caparati, an Orange County-based entrepreneur who has been a local fan of soccer, will be the club's majority owner and league board representative. Caparati is the owner of Cadi Foods, which operates 177 Taco Bells, Wendy's, and POG restaurants nationwide. This is a quote from interim commissioner. On behalf of our board of governors, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Pete Caparati and soccer fans in Orange County to the NESL. We're thrilled that such a fantastic market will join the league. And we have been impressed with Pete's vision, passion for soccer, and overall business leadership. The club will be an exciting addition to the league. So the team has signed a letter of intent to play its games at Titton Stadium, a 10,000-seat natural grass facility located on the campus of California State University. The soccer-specific stadium which has a successful history of hosting professional clubs and top international friendlies, features seating that is close to the field, allowing fans to sit right on top of the action. So here's a quote. Here's a quote from Caparati, who is the local majority owner. Soccer has always been a family affair in our house. We all love it. I'm a big fan and supporter of local 
grassroots soccer, and that's what this club will represent. It will unite a base of soccer fans who are passionate about the quality of play and experiencing something fun and entertaining. We're going to find talented players and help develop their careers while building a championship team that the fans can be proud of. The club is currently considering several names in advance of its public launch in June 2017, so the league has announced that there is going to be a team that will play in the spring of 2018, but there is no name, there's just the owner. So it's an official announcement from the league that we will have a club in Southern California. Hopefully we hear from Atlanta, Chicago, people have been saying maybe 2019. Maybe we will do a show dedicated to that on First Team Podcast Extra Time. If you haven't heard anything from First Team Podcast Extra Time or you don't know what that is, it's a second upload every single week, and that's very cool, is that we produce our main show, which is right now, and then we record a second episode every single week. So it could be an interview about the Cosmos, it could be a chat about U.S. soccer, about the U.S. Open Cup, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to expand what we're doing, and we're trying to provide more content to our wonderful listeners worldwide. So we have two episodes out already. We will have a lot more out very soon. That's finished talking about this Orange County expansion side in the NASL. Caparati says, when I decided I wanted to become an owner, the NASL business model was the only one that appealed to me. I like the freedom the NASL gives each club and the fact that each club owns its players' registrations. Overall, I was really impressed with the way the NASL approached our conversations and the amount of detail and overall care they dedicated to the process. And this is a very interesting quote because what Pete is saying is that he went with the NASL because it's an open market. And the NASL, they're going to have success with this. And they have already. They're going to get business owners that are great businessmen or women, and they understand the free market. They understand going into business and owning a Taco Bell and owning something that they've started and they are a success with that business and they're making a lot of money and they want to start a sports team, a soccer team. And they're going to go to that league that offers them as much freedom as they can have. And that's what Pete's saying. And this is a great debate because you have MLS owners, right? So you have people that want to pay $100, $200 million, maybe more, to join MLS, to be first division. And then you have Pete Caparati here, who is going to own a Orange County NASL club. And he owns his club. He owns everything he does. He runs everything. And he has the freedom to do what he wants. It's a free market. It's the way soccer is operated across the world. That's how they play the game. And that's what Pete's saying is that I like the freedom the NASL gives each club and the fact that each club owns its player registrations. Not like MLS. I want, let's say, Zlatan to come. Well, uh, does he fit in your budget? Uh, Is he a designated player? Or can we afford that? Can the league afford to pay that? No. The NASL does not pay contracts, does not do anything. It's up to the club owner or the CEO, or the chairman. So that's what's great about the NASL and the free market, and that's why I'm excited about some more expansion sides coming into the league. 
And hopefully they all start spring 2018. Hopefully we have a couple more announcements this summer or in the next couple of weeks. The next topic we will talk about is uh, the Cosmos International Friendlies. This is very exciting, but very weird at the same time. And I would love to get your thoughts on these friendlies and what they mean for the club. So my take on this, let me just explain the details. So the Cosmos will play two friendly matches. The first one is in May, Saturday, May 20th, 2017. They will go to Saudi Arabia. The reigning champions of the NASL and the most legendary club in U.S. soccer history have accepted an invitation from the General Entertainment Authority of Saudi Arabia to play an international friendly game against the nation's most decorated professional club, Al-Halal FC. The match will take place in Rudhai, Saudi Arabia at Al-Halal's home ground, Prince Fasal bin Fahd Stadium. This is a very exciting announcement. There's two folds to this, okay? So the first one is the name near Cosmos. So it doesn't matter what league we play in. It doesn't matter who our opponents are in that league, who's playing for the team. We still have to hold up that history. We still need to respect what we're doing. And we still need to travel around the world. We still need to get the best players. We still need to we need to respect the history but we need to build sort of like a new legacy, build a new future or a brighter future for our nearer cosmos. And that's what we're doing in a sense, accepting this invitation to play Saudi Arabia's most decorated professional club, Al-Halal FC. We are the biggest club in U.S. soccer. We're the most popular and famous club in U.S. soccer. So in a sense, we're U.S. Soccer's most decorated professional club as well, and we're all coming together, and we're playing in Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia will be the 48th nation visited by the Cosmos, underscoring the club's long-standing reputation as America's greatest global soccer ambassador. So the friendly will be the Cosmos' 128th contest played on foreign soil and the 187th international match including those played in the United States. So Rocco B. Camiso says, We are honored to accept this gracious invitation and delighted to play this match against Al-Halal, sponsored by the General Entertainment Authority of Saudi Arabia. By participating in this monumentous event, we continue our club's tradition of traveling across the globe to promote soccer, unity, and friendship. This is more than simply a game. It's a significant opportunity for the New York Cosmos to once again make history. And just listen to that quote. Rocco B. Camiso saying, it's a significant opportunity for the New York Cosmos to once again make history. This is more than simply a game. And that's what it is. We're not going there to, to we're not going there to score 20 goals and to beat them or to win the match, right? The match doesn't mean anything winning or losing or, or if it's a draw. The match doesn't mean anything if we win or draw or, or we lose it. It doesn't matter. But we're going there, like what Rocco says, it's a significant opportunity to make history, to go to Saudi Arabia and to make our presence known in that area, saying we're the New York Cosmos and we're puffing our chests out and saying this is who we are and we're doing this to U.S. soccer as well to all the other clubs, 
but we're not being cocky. I don't want to come off as cocky or other Cosmo supporters as cocky as well. We're not that type of supporter. I think we're very realistic supporters, and I think we understand what's going on in U.S. soccer and throughout the world in soccer. So with this trip, we're puffing our chests out to other clubs in U.S. soccer, and we're saying, we're making history. We're raising our profile as a club, and no one can stop us. MLS clubs do not have this big impact on the world of soccer. They don't have that impact. But the New York Cosmos have that, and we're using that to our advantage. We're going to Saudi Arabia. Okay, it's not Real Madrid. It's not Bayern Munich. It's not um, Juventus. It's, it's not this massive club, right? But we're playing a most decorated team in Saudi Arabia, and we got invited. We got invited by the General Entertainment Authority of Saudi Arabia. We did not set this up on our own. We did not contact them. They contacted us. We got invited. They sent us the invitation. Not MLS, Soccer United Marketing, setting up these friendlies in the summer that don't mean anything. No, this means something. And the Cosmos will play a second match as well against La Liga's Valencia in the summer. So this match will be played in Regina in Canada, of course, on Saturday, July 22nd, 2017. So before we move on on that, there's one problem with the Cosmos trip to Saudi Arabia is that the New York Cosmos were supposed to play FC Edmonton at MCU Park on Sunday, May 21st, but that match has been rescheduled to Wednesday, June 7th. So this is a statement from FC Edmonton saying that the change was made to accommodate the Cosmos' recently announced plan to visit Saudi Arabia for an international friendly game against Al-Halal FC, one of the nation's most decorated clubs. This trip to Saudi Arabia is great for the New York Cosmos, is great for the NASL, and is great for U.S. soccer in general. But I just don't understand how you can say, we have a league match on Sunday, May 21st, but we're going to go to Saudi Arabia on May 20th. The New York Cosmos moving the game and playing on a Wednesday at MCU Park is going to be not a failure, but I feel that it's great that we're going to Saudi Arabia. Great. But we move the match from Saturday, or we move the match from Sunday to Wednesday. What's more important, going to Saudi Arabia or making money and making or trying to make that profit so we can stay around for the next couple of years and we can improve what we're doing and we can grow as a club? So I totally understand why we are going to Saudi Arabia. It's a tough decision to make as the owner, as the COO, but... I think it's a good decision overall because we're raising the awareness of the club. We're promoting what we're doing without sort of marketing in a sense. This is a big deal. Media outlets are going to pick it up. Hopefully it's on a great network so a lot of people can see it. And that's the goal, really, um, is to promote this and tell people, we're going to Saudi Arabia, we're going to Canada. You can come and see us in New York City Wednesday, June 7th. The Cosmos will travel to Canada to play Regina's first ever international soccer exhibition match at New Moosk Stadium against six-time La Liga winner Valencia CF on Saturday, July 22nd as part of the Spanish team's North American tour. Um, so Eric Stover says it's a great privilege to play in the first soccer match in beautiful New Moosk Stadium. It's a world-class venue, and we're looking forward to the challenge of playing a world-class club like Valencia. So this is very exciting as well. I would love for the Cosmos to play these matches in New York City. 
because I think you would draw a lot more people. It's great to test our players against world-class players. So playing a side that play against Barcelona twice a year and plays Real Madrid twice a year and plays in a decent European league, that's great. Because our players probably could play against them. We played Villarreal in a testimonial and Marco Senna's testimonial. And every single thing we do, every single match we play, every single preseason match or international friendly we play, even in the middle of the season like we're doing, this is history being made. Valencia, on the other hand, is a very successful club as well. They won six La Liga titles, seven Copa del Rey trophies, three UEFA Europa Leagues, and two UEFA Super Cups. Among other titles, Valencia CF is one of the most rewarded clubs in Spanish and European soccer. People might be saying, why are we going to Regina? What are they doing there? What's going on? Regina has a growing community of soccer fans, and the popularity of the sport continues to rise. Both international teams are looking forward to visiting the Queen City and entertaining Regina fans in the new 30,000-seat stadium. Home of the Rough Riders, who was a professional Canadian football team who plays in the West Division of the Canadian Football League. So I'm guessing, and this is just my opinion, I have not talked to my buddy in Canada yet, to get his opinion on this and what this actually means. I personally feel that they're testing out Regina to see if that's a great Canadian Premier League market. Can it hold the team? Can they be successful? And I don't know if bringing the New York Cosmos and bringing Valencia is that test. I think if you would bring like Barcelona Juve or Barcelona Real Madrid or bring like the Manchester Derby there, maybe that's a fair test. Um, But I think it would be very interesting to see the Cosmos and Valencia. Can they fill 30,000-seat stadium up? Can they do that? When the Cosmos went to Las Vegas, I think it was midweek as well, they went to Las Vegas to play Ibar. There was not a lot of people at that match. I don't think it was even filled one side of the stadium. So we're playing on a Saturday in July in the summer in Canada. A very exciting summer. We have U.S. Open Cup action. We have NASL action. And we have a packed schedule because we combined our friendlies with this tight schedule. So we're playing Puerto Rico FC on May 13th, which is this Saturday. Then we hit the road on Wednesday to play Reading United AC, who play in the PDL, the Premier Development League. And then we travel on Saturday, May 20th. We travel to Saudi Arabia to play Saudi Arabia's most decorated club. And then we come back. And we have some more matches to play. So it's going to be a very, very exciting next couple of weeks. We will have you covered on the First Team Podcast. We will have a lot of content before the U.S. Open Cup match. We will have a First Team Podcast Extra Time show Wednesday before the matches kick off. We will have some great coverage of the friendlies as well. So, But let's move on. The last topic here is the U.S. Open Cup matches. I'm just going to talk about the Cosmos opponent here. So last night, Reading United AC from the PDL beat Clarkstown SC Eagles of the NPSL 1-0, and they will face the New York Cosmos, and they will host the New York Cosmos at Exeter Township Senior High School in Reading, Pennsylvania. So once again, Wednesday, May 17th, Reading United will host the New York Cosmos. It's cool that the Cosmos will travel to Reading, Pennsylvania, because that should be very exciting to see uh, the crowd there to see them get around maybe like an underdog because the Cosmos, the way we're playing, we should beat Reading United. Uh, But if we don't, I would be really upset. So 
I hope the Cosmos will play well against Reading United. We will have a preview on that next week, and we will talk about that a bit more in depth. So the next match I want to talk about in the U.S. Open Cup, and I attended this match last night. It was a local match for me. FC Motown Celtics, and I was rooting for this team as well because they are playing in the local league, in the local state league, the Garden State Soccer League, FC Motown Celtics against NJ Cuppa FC. So I just found out that I have a local NPSL team. NJ Cuppa FC, they played really well in the first half, but they fell off after they scored their first goal. Um, And it it was a great match. Towards the end of the match, it looked like they were going to win the match because FC Motown looked like they were getting tired, and you will get tired if you're playing 90 minutes and then you have to play 30 more minutes. You don't play like that every single day. But FC Motown found a way, and they had a free kick, and they capitalized on that, and they put the ball in the back of the net off the free kick. And so FC Motown had to park the bus for the next 10 minutes or so. And so once the referee blew the full-time whistle, it was very exciting because you're sitting there watching this match. And this is what the sport is all about in this country. I'm just going to end the show on this. Once the referee blew the final whistle, they were going crazy. And they were going crazy because this was a major upset. An upset. Because NJ Cup FC has an academy. And they have a lot of resources. And they play in the MPSL. A semi-professional soccer league. So when you look at the fixture, NJ Cup FC should have won the match. Should have went through. But the game is not played on paper. It happens on the pitch. And that's why FC Motown Celtics was the better side on the day. And now they advance to face the Rochester Rhinos. An amateur side has to travel next Wednesday to upstate New York, Rochester, New York, to face a professional side Rochester Rhinos. What a story that is. A New Jersey amateur soccer club is going to face a professional soccer club in the second division of U.S. soccer. So we will have, or we will try to get FC Motown on the show on First Team Podcast Extra Time and talk about how far do they think they can go and what's the goal? Is it to go as far as they could? Is it to try to win the cup? This is a very exciting success story and I want to talk about it. I want to learn more about FC Motown Celtics. So hopefully you guys want to learn more as well and we will have the guys um, on the show real soon. So thanks again for tuning into this week's show. I'm so excited for the New York Cosmos. They're returning home at MCU Park. There will be fireworks after the match. So you can uh, stay for that. It should be a great match against Puerto Rico FC. A great side. The Cosmos play their first match of the season against them. And that ended nil-nil. So hopefully we see some goals from our New York Cosmos. Hopefully they get the three points. And we will have a lot more content coming out real soon. I'm very excited for the Cosmos upcoming schedule. Cosmos action really excites me, and I hope it is going to be a very exciting next couple weeks for everyone listening to the show. So thanks again for tuning into this week's show. I really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. You can check out our website, firstteampod.com, and you can listen to First Team Podcast Extra Time. Every single week we will release an episode talking about a specific topic towards the end of the week. So what we try to do on First Team Podcast, and I don't know if a lot of people know about our schedule, but what we want to do or what we try to do every single week is release our main show earlier on in the week. So Monday, Tuesday, you should expect our main show. 
This week is different. I've been really busy. And then the First Team Podcast Extra Time show will be released towards the end of that week. Earlier on in the week, you will have time to listen to the main show. And later on in that same week, you will have another upload. You will have another episode to listen to. And that will be another topic. It could be about the New York Cosmos. It could be about whatever's going on and whatever that's so important that we can't stop talking about it. That's what First Team Podcast Extra Time is all about. And if you want to send in questions or topics that you want us to talk about or a specific guest you want us to get on, you can email us firstteampod at gmail.com and we will respond. We will listen to whatever you have to say. So thank you everyone for tuning into this week's show. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys of Benedict Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo Country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it in our playing. The fact of it's rap from tear tax, passion bliss. Reacts tap and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's tag the wing, going back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fact, Girl, down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you with bad views. Like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'm checking past no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about perfection. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless at the training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's the most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.